630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Well, good evening, everybody. Let's get this party started. And oh, my goodness, we had some news today. Connor McDavid is the new captain of your Edmonton Oilers. Sure, we could see it coming from the entire summer away, but it finally was announced today, and we have a lot to get to. I had a one-on-one sit-down with Connor McDavid just moments after he was named captain of the team. We will get to that. You will hear from the men who are going to wear A's as alternate captains on the Oilers this season. Jordan Eberle, Milan Lucic, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Of course, comments from Todd McClellan. Some thoughts from veteran Mark Letestu as well as we move along tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is 6.07. I'm Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports on 6.30, Ched. Other stories we'll be watching tonight. The baseball game, the National League wild card game between the Giants and the Mets will keep you updated. We'll tell you what happened with Tanner Pearson for that hit on Brandon Davidson. Some uh, Oilers being sent down to the AHL tonight. And the Eskimos rolling out a big 50-50 plan for their final home game of the season that is still, well, still a, a month away. They're uh, playing game two of this four-game road trip Monday against the Montreal Alouettes. So... Uh, But we want to talk about Connor McDavid, and it was very interesting to me hearing what he had to say about being the captain today, what some of his teammates had to say about him being the captain, and of course what his head coach had to say. He is the 15th captain in the history of the Oilers since they joined the NHL. He is the youngest captain ever by 20 days, coming in at 19 years 266 days uh, so yeah we had to count it right down to, to the day but certainly a guy look what's what what was the phrase that probably some of you got tired of hearing going into the draft even before the Oilers won the lottery the generational player the one-of-a-kind type of guy well the one type of guy is now uh, a history-making captain for the Edmonton Oilers we'll see what it translates to on the ice this is a team again and again trying to get better Uh, but I think this was in my mind a pretty obvious choice to wear the C for the Oilers you can let me know what you think whether you just want to comment on uh, on McDavid if there's anything you hear tonight that strikes a chord with you that you want to comment on one way or the other Uh, if you have any just thoughts on him as as a leader and the other guys that are going to wear the A's. You're welcome to chime in. We'll have plenty of time for open line and text as we move along. You can text 630-630, and the phone number is 780-496-0063. But without any further adieu, my sit-down chat with number 97. Definitely very very excited about it and, and uh, very humbled to wear the C on uh, such a historic you know organization, all that, and um, you look at the guys in the room as well. You know, anyone could wear it, as, and, and um, you know, to be named to see, I think, uh, you know, it definitely feels good. 
I mean, you're the captain of a franchise that has had guys like Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier as captain. I know you're not old enough to have seen those guys play for the Oilers, but does that figure into your thinking at all, or do you think, well, that's kind of neat? Yeah, it's definitely special. Um, you know, there's a long list of, of guys who have wanted to see here in Edmonton, and, and you know, it's very humbling to, to join that group as well. I think, um, you know, you look at all the, the names, it's, it's pretty remarkable. So um, to be able to join that group is very special. Was it a goal of yours to one day be a captain in the NHL? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think everyone dreams of, of you know, being captain of a team and, and um, you know, couldn't be luckier to, to wear it in Edmonton, you know, a place that has so much history and, and um, you know, so much promise. I think, um, you know, it definitely makes it uh, even, even, even greater. What do you think makes a good captain? Um, I think so, it's someone that, that, you know, makes everyone feel included. I think uh, sometimes that, you know, what can happen in a dressing room is, is um, you know, some guys may not have the, the same voice as others and, and you know, they, they can't, uh, you know, get to express, you know, how they might be thinking or, or something like that. I think to make sure everyone feels included and, and then everyone's involved in the process and, um, you know, someone who leads by example on the ice, um, you know, it's one thing to have a big guy in the room, you know, a big raw, raw guy, you know, yelling at guys and all that. I think, um, you know, that's how leaders used to be considered and and but I think now more nowadays I think it's more about guys who go out on the ice and, and give it everything they have each and every night I think um, no that's that's someone that that everyone could look up to all right so you're not going to be punching any pop machines or tipping over any trash cans I guess that's the the, the message there um, in, in terms of your age you're the, you're the youngest captain in the history of the National Hockey League how do you relate to guys who are a little older or, or you know who are different phases of their life and stuff like that how do you how do you manage that how do you approach that yeah um, you know, I'm very comfortable with 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 everyone in the room I, I'm, I'm close with everyone and and you know, I definitely feel that um, you know the age thing is, is not an issue I think uh, you know, they were so welcoming to me coming in and, and you know, kind of made me feel so comfortable and, and let me do my thing. And, and um, you know, I think, you know, that, that has definitely played, played a part in, into you know, who I am today and, and uh, you know, how comfortable I feel in the room with everyone. So, um, yeah, I definitely think uh, the age thing is not a factor. You kind of feel like, okay, and this is new for you in the NHL, but you went through this in here. You were a younger captain. You were a captain. What are you drawing from that experience? Yeah, um, you know, I was a young captain in, in the Ontario League as well, and, and you know, I was, you know, the captain of guys that were, you know, were much older. Obviously, this is on a whole different scale, you know, with guys even older than that. So, um, you, know, you can definitely draw from that experience a little bit, just on, on you know, how you can bring the team together, um, you know, no matter what. I think, uh, um, yeah. So I think you can definitely draw on those experiences. You're going to be uh, obviously Lucic, Eberle, and Nugent Hopkins are all going to be wearing uh, A's. And, and you, I mean, everybody said there's more than one leader in the locker room. Have there been any over your year here and plus here? Have anybody you've really a lesson you've drawn on, or a moment where you thought, "Hey, I really admire the way that guy handled that," or I saw some leadership in a teammate that you maybe learned something from? Oh, 100%. There's there's a number of different guys that 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 you know have those characteristics, and and you know we're very lucky in Edmonton that we have a bunch of them. Um, you know, someone that I certainly look up to in the, in the dressing room. You know, for that would be a guy like Matt Hendricks, and um, you know what he does on the ice is, is um, you know, I don't think people you know take enough consideration to what he does on the ice. It, it does a lot for our team, and you know, in the room, he's he's one of those guys that's uh, always positive and 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 you know he's always uh, saying the right things, and um, he's definitely a guy that uh, you know I've always looked up to. From some of the other interviews we did today. 
Coach McClellan said this, and Mark Letestu said it as well, that a big moment for last year was when you came back from injury against Columbus and that it kind of clicked in their heads. You know, this guy's kind of maybe maybe is captain material. Was that, was that a turning point for you and how you felt about yourself or your standing with your teammates? Um, you know, yeah, that was definitely a big, big moment for me, um, coming back after all that time and, and, and to, you know, kind of come back and, and play that kind of game definitely was, was big for me. And, um, you know, for, for me, I didn't think about it like that. You know, I was just a young guy trying to figure out how to, how to come back from a major injury like that. So I didn't really think about it too much, but I think it's more of a credit to, you know, the medical staff here in Edmonton and, and all the staff here that we have that are so good and, and, um, you know, working with them for the you know, two-plus months that I did, I think uh, definitely really prepared me to come back. That is Connor McDavid, the new captain of the Edmonton Oilers. I talked to him shortly after the announcement was made today at Rogers Place. And don't forget, the Oilers play the Jets tomorrow night. We'll have it for you on 6.30, Chad. 5.30 for the face-off show, 7 o'clock for the drop of the puck. Several points I want to hit on out of that interview, things I found very interesting, and, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, include into those thoughts some, some comments from other people today. A couple of texts coming into 6.30, 6.30. Mike says, the only surprise I see in the letter they gave out today is I figured they would have a second veteran as an alternate and not Jordan Eberle. The one thing I, I wondered is, is would they go with four alternates and have McDavid as the captain and two alternates at home and two on the road or some kind of rotation? They decided not to do that. I mean, I think there's a nod here to uh, Nugent Hopkins and Eberle having letters in the past and uh, that they are, you know, well, I guess Everly's now the longest-serving Oiler, and and Everly would and Nugent Hopkins would be second. So, probably a bit of a nod to that, and that those guys all play in important situations. I mean, you would expect Nugent Hopkins and Everly to be on your top two lines um, throughout the season. So, you know, I, I was I was wondering if maybe Hendricks would get an A. Hendricks, by the way, of course, uh, injured. He's going to miss weeks with a lower body injury. Hurt last night against the Anaheim Ducks as the Oilers won that game 2-1. Um, but I, I, you heard... You heard... Um, McDavid identify Hendricks as a guy he looks up to. Uh, I think there's an acknowledgement, and it's I think it's obvious. I mean, l- let's face it. We all we all know what Matt Hendricks is as a player, and and I think we all know that there's a reliability and a work ethic there that makes him a leader. Does he have to be the captain necessarily? to have those things recognized or to have people realize he's an important part of the team. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, another texter says, Lucic has not been on the team long enough to wear an A. Interesting comment. I, I, I can understand that line of thinking, but I also think that this is a message saying, you know, we, we signed Milan Lucic, He's going to be an important part of the team, and you need to respect this guy. He's won the Stanley Cup. You know, he's been an important player in Boston. Yeah, I, know, I know he played for L.A. last year. So I, I think that's maybe a little bit of a message sent there about who he is and his experience. You can keep the text coming to 630-630. Phone lines are open, 780-496-0063. Lots more to get to. We'll have some comments from Coach McClellan when we get back. This 
is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Uh, by the way, Ryan Nugent Hopkins didn't skate today, but he did do interviews about being an alternate captain. Just a little under the weather, so nothing uh, serious there. Obviously, it is serious, unfortunately, with Matt Hendricks. Who, uh, he, Matt Hendricks also came out and did interviews on the uh, condition that he didn't talk any further about his interview, but we do know that he's out weeks with a lower body injury. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I'm Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on 630. Chad Matthew Panashik is our studio producer tonight. You'll hear from him a little bit later on. Kevin Carius from Global Television is going to slide in a little bit later. Uh, you can text 630, 630. We, we ha- guys, I just want to, guys and gals, um, if you could sign your first name on your text, I know I remind you this every once in a while. I really appreciate it. I like to kind of know who's texting. And even if you want to use a goofy name or give yourself a regular handle, uh, that's cool. It just makes it a little easier to differentiate between the texters. But we had somebody write in before the break saying that uh, Lucic hasn't been on the team long enough to wear an A. Somebody replies to that saying, didn't they make Ference the captain the first year he was here, so why is it strange to make Lucic an assistant? Well, they did make Andrew Ference the captain the first year he was here. Now, I would would think that that first texter also would have been in, in disagreement to that so I guess it just depends if you think team seniority factors in I, I, I think what the Oilers have done is is they've they've kind of combined the two philosophies they didn't come out and say no you have to have been an Oiler for X number of years or and they didn't come out and say no you have to have accomplished such and such in your career I think it's kind of a com- combination you know, I mean, Lucic, they brought him in to play an important role on the team. He's likely going to play with McDavid a lot this season. He has won before. Uh, he plays a style of game that I think Shirelli and McClellan value, so they give him an A. I think with Dugan Hopkins and Everly, there is a, a, senor, a seniority factor there. I, I, quite frankly, I think they've combined the two philosophies. They, they decided not to be black and, uh, black and white about it. Uh, Gavin says, hey, Reed. other than Lucic, is there anyone else on the current Oilers lineup with Stanley Cup pedigree? Uh, Christopher Stieg, if he makes the team, right? Christopher Stieg won two Stanley Cups with Chicago. I believe that's the only one. I mean, obviously, anybody who's been an Oiler for any length of time hasn't, doesn't even, hasn't even played a playoff game. Steven says, Reed, I'm uh, happy with the Oilers' choices. I disagree with the one texter who said Eberle shouldn't have one of the letters. Everly has led the Oilers in goals and points for how many years? Uh, never mind being the longest serving Oiler. I'm glad they made those choices. We'll have these captains and assistants for years to come. Those are the thoughts from Stephen. Uh, Michael, a little bit of a different topic I'll t- touch on. Are you surprised at all about Brassois being sent down? Sunday's game had me convinced he would be the backup is it as simple that he's the better of the backups, but the organization wants him playing more games in Bakersfield? Yes, Michael, I think it is that simple. And I'm not, quite frankly, I'm not surprised he, he uh, was sent down. He did, I thought, played better than Gustafson in the preseason. Uh, we'll keep getting to text to 630-630, but we have Brian on the line. Hello, Brian. Hey, Reed. Good evening. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing great. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I was listening to your comments in regards to the... Uh, uh, how they uh, distributed the A's and, and our captain was, was really no surprise. Um, but uh, I think I think given Lucic the A um, is is a guy that has uh, a lot of character and leadership, and um, I think this is setting 
perhaps finally an identity to our team um you know for the last last 10 years i'd say for sure if you if you actually said you know what are the oilers about what what sets them apart from everybody else basically basically what's our identity um i don't think anybody you, you couldn't really say they had an identity unless it was a negative one uh so you know i think with with lucic taking the a i think it's setting a precedence uh as far as you know where where this team's going uh forward what are your thoughts well, I think that's what they're hoping. Now, I think they thought those same things with Andrew Ferentz because he'd won a cup in Boston. The thing is, we know Lucic is going to be a more important player on the ice than we were even hoping Ferentz was going to be at the time. So I think that's that's the difference there. Now, obviously, Ferentz is on long-term injured reserve. So, yeah, I think that's a bit of a message there with Lucic where uh, it's like, you know what, here's a guy that has these qualities, has been on winning, I mean, not just a winning one year winning team he's been on good teams in boston i mean they lost to chicago and maybe one of the greatest cup finals ever played so and and as i mentioned part of it is because of his physical attributes but he plays the type of game shirelli and mcclellan value right over top of the puck inside the other team's equipment don't quit battling so i think that's a message we're saying hey you know what I, i think there is a bit of a message there we're saying hey you know what those of you that have been here not quite good enough this guy we believe he's already going to be good enough so you might want to keep that in mind yeah exactly and i think i think that kind of takes precedence over seniority in this case because where has seniority got us the last 10 years uh, uh and that's not putting down ryan nugent hopkins or everly or anybody else it's just um you know i i agree I, you know i think the team toughness uh you know and and for years we've been hearing you know other teams saying how easy it was to come here and play hockey against the Oilers, but maybe not maybe not so much from here on in, I'm hoping. Brian, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Reed. 780-496-0063. Got plenty of texts coming in. I'm going to catch up on those. McDavid is the captain of the Oilers. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. You'll hear Mark Letestu's reaction to having Connor McDavid as a captain as we move along Inside Sports on 630 Chet. I'm Reed Wilkins. Good to have you along for the ride tonight. Fun day, really a fun time of year. Oilers season ramping up. They will start the regular season a week from tonight against the Calgary Flames and, of course, the Eskimos into the stretch drive. And they're looking a little bit more like the Eskimos of last season. We'll see if they can keep it going Thanksgiving Monday against Montreal. The Eskimos have been off here for, it's not a bye week, it's just a long time between games. They're back at practice tomorrow, getting ready to face the Owls on Monday. And we'll talk about that big Eskimos 50-50 news a little more later on. Okay, you can text... Uh, 6.30, 6.30. A couple people asking about Andrew Ference. Does he still get paid by the Oilers because he's on LTIR? Yes, he does. He's. Uh, this will be the final year of a contract that will pay him $3.25 million. And people are asking about the salary cap. I, I don't want to make this a, a math lesson because I want to focus on the McDavid stuff today, but I just want to read from a, a site that explains some of the stuff. When placing a player or sorry, while placing a player on long-term injured reserve does not remove the player's salary cap hit from the overall team cap, it does provide the team relief if the team's total average salary cap 
exceeds the upper salary cap ceiling. And then there's a formula to uh, do that. So he, so he counts against the salary cap, but there is a formula that, that allows you uh, a little bit of relief. So that's the, the short answer there. All right, text to 630-630. Chris says, hey, read a response to what Steve wrote. Since when does goals, assists, points have anything to do with leadership qualities? Eberly, in my opinion, shows little in leadership. The same with Nugent Hopkins. Besides Hendricks, I can't think of anyone else. And that says lots for the lack of leadership on the Oilers. That is from Chris. Jared says, Lucic will hold the Oilers accountable in the dressing room and the other team on the ice. He's a no-brainer for the A. That is from Jared. Jeremy from Glendon. Beautiful town, by the way. We should do the show from underneath the pierogi someday. And we could be served pierogies. Matthew, you'd be in for that. Matthew has no idea I'm talking to him. He's talking to the new guy. How's it going, Reed? Yeah, I'm doing great. Just go, just go back to your little tea party there. Okay. With Patrick, the new guy. Sounds good. Uh, Jeremy from Glendon says, McDavid probably could have used a couple years as an alternate, but you hate to give someone the C and then strip it a year later. Uh, Connors, uh, the captain, he will thrive. That is from Jeremy in Glendon. Brian says, uh, how is the captain picked? Is it by secret ballot by the players, or is it the GM and the coaching staff? You know what? I wish I had the – I would have known you were going to ask that, Brian. I asked Rob Brown last that last night on the Faceoff show, Rob's experience. Um, is it – did you ever vote for a captain, and, or is it picked by the coaches? And Rob says, as a pro, that he never had a player vote. He said that – He said that. He, I think he said maybe that never happened at all. Uh, and he said even if they did do that, the coaches would just pick who they wanted anyway. What Rob did say, and I, this was the case with the Oilers too, it was it was not a vote. It was a Shirelli-McClellan decision. And I will say there was, there was the involvement of players who already would have been in leadership roles and who are, are trusted by the coaching staff. And I think that process would have started well. As a matter of fact, I know that process started last year with some of the exit interviews with players and I know that there were veteran guys who would have said Connor's the captain ready to be the captain we can go with this so this was not a player vote this was McClellan picked the coaching staff picked obviously with Shirelli's involvement I mean look the managers and coaches picked that's just how I should say it but I think clearly they knew that most, if not all, of the players were completely on board with this. I mean, I, I think if for some reason McClellan's talking to pick a veteran guy or pick a guy who's played around the league or whatever, or someone who knows a little bit about winning, to borrow a term, uh, I, I think that if players would have said, you know what, we like Connor, uh but he just he's not there yet i th- i think mcclellan would have heeded that advice right i think he would have said okay maybe maybe not quite yet so good question from brian it was not a player vote vote but there would have been player input involved if that i hope that makes sense i feel like i over explained that to the point where i didn't actually explain it <laughs> But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. Okay, 
The Big L says, Reed, I'm a big Nugent Hopkins fan. He's my favorite oiler. He's ridiculously talented, mature, and understated. Still very young, but I'm certain the Nuge will exceed everyone's expectations. To think this team has two players who share those qualities is such a positive sign for the future of the organization, and McDavid will make a great captain. That is a text from the uh, Big L, who I think is generally positive and is feeling positive today. Nothing wrong with that. Taylor says, uh, okay, a penalty kill question. Just wondering about the penalty kill. With the injury yesterday with Hendricks, who are the guys? Can Nugent Hopkins and Connor handle that? And uh, with how that went last year, I would be skeptical of it. And then somebody else texted in, oh, Corey the Butcher, where's his text? Said, Reed, with Hendricks out for an extended time, which player trying to make the team will benefit the most by his absence? I think... We're squarely looking at Pitlick and Slepeshev because, I mean, Pakarinen's out too. I I got to be honest with you, I don't know as much about Slepeshev's penalty killing potential. Uh, I would think Pitlick would have to. Sli- I, I mean, look, who's going to have to kill penalties? Well, maybe this opens the door for Lander too to stay around. Maybe he's a thirteenth forward. Uh, sure, Nugent Hopkins and Pouliot have been killing penalties. McDavid, Latestu will kill penalties. Um. You know, maybe there's an opportunity for Pitlick. So, but yeah, I mean, with Hendricks, that's an important penalty killer out of the lineup for sure. But I, but I would, I would think Slepeshev and Pitlick now bigger opportunity for them with a couple of depth wingers out of action, as Todd McClellan said, both for weeks. Ron is on the line. Hey, Ron, go ahead, man. I have, I have a suggestion about, uh, or at least something to offer with regards to picking captains and assistants and I think it's really important for the players who are named as such to be able to communicate with the referees and the linesmen and to have a good knowledge of the game. You get some hot hits are in there and there's maybe some guys who you know they, they want to argue their points and things like that you don't need that as a C or an A. I'm going to hang up and let you talk. Thanks. Yeah, fair point. That that's a part of the job, uh, and I mean, I think I, I I don't see McDavid as a hothead. I think he can be emotional. I I I don't think he would he would jeopardize his relationship with referees or or would say something that would put him over the line and get get himself in the referees' good books. I mean, he was a captain in Erie for two years. Different level level of hockey. I mean, I I just know from interviewing McDavid, he comes across as intelligent and well spoken. He's not. Uh, I mean, he, he's not a loud, demonstrative-type guy. I think he probably is more once the skates are on. I'll say this, Ron. I, I remember last year, and I'm, I'm going to answer your question with a indirect example, but I just want do, to do it to prove maybe how the, the man's mind works. The Oilers had... Uh, I, I can't remember if it was... I don't think it was the goal against Los Angeles. I think it was a goal they had called back on a on a marginal video review about goalie interference. And it was one of those where it was like, man, that wasn't much interference, but it got challenged and the Oilers got it waved off. It might have been when Latesti was called for goalie interference against the Flames. And I remember interviewing McDavid after the game and that came up and he said, well, it's just a little... I can't remember if he said frustrating, but that was basically his message. It's a little frustrating when... The, the league says they want more goals, yet they're finding ways to 
review goals and have them called off. Like with, I mean, goalie interference usually results in a goal being called off. And the offside review can only result in a goal being called off, right? You can't rewind it and say, oh, he called offside when it wasn't, so we'll go back and restart the play. So I think he has that thoughtfulness to him. And I, I, I would think when he would talk to officials, he would know, like, okay, I have a point to get across. I have to be firm in communicating it, but I can't go and, and whine about it or start, you know, dropping words that are going to get me in the, in the penalty box and make it even worse. I, I think he has that maturity. Um, and I think Lucic has been around the block, and I think Everly and Nugent Hopkins are fine in that regard, too, when it comes to... Uh, talking to referees Todd McClellan had uh, this comment the, the focus sort of focusing on the focus focusing on what am I talking about half the time the focus being McDavid's ability his willingness to put the team first he takes a lot of responsibility for the team and puts it on his shoulders um, which good leaders do um, he believes it starts with him and, and if he's doing things right and and preparing properly and, and uh, practicing the right way, others will follow him. And uh, when he's doing those things, they do. Um, so I guess in, in saying that, that's what I mean. Um, he puts the team ahead of himself. Um, he's looking out for others in the locker room. Um, you know, so there, and then there's other moments and events that happen throughout the year where um, he and the group step up and take care of individuals, and that's what's important. You know, he talks about looking out for other people in the locker room. That that came up a few times today, and I, I did think it was interesting in in my interview with McDavid, where he said that it was important to make everybody feel included. And to me, that's a very interesting awareness. I I, I think as human beings, whether we work in radio, we play hockey. I, I'm not going to list off the hundreds of professions for all of you listening, but I'm sure we got teachers, I'm sure we got doctors, I'm sure we got tons of people employed in some way in the oil field. And, and you know, I'm sure we're all very self aware. We, we know exactly how we feel at work all the time. We know when we're irritated, we know when we're happy, we know when a coworker is making us feel a little peeved. You know, we, we know when we feel someone's not pulling his or her weight. We're aware of that all the time. Or, or ask yourself this question honestly. Are you aware when a coworker's having a bad day? Are you aware when the, the new guy's feeling a little, maybe feeling a little shy and isn't feeling like he fits in and would, would love to have somebody else ask him for lunch to join the big group? Are you are like I'm not because hey my answer would be no to a lot of those questions. Probably better as I've gotten older, but for a 19 year old, he seems to have that ability to have that awareness of maybe a guy, another guy in the locker room needs a pick me up, or you know maybe would like to communicate something to the coach but is having trouble doing it. So maybe Connor feels he has to do that for the guy. So I, I found that interesting that McClellan brought that up and that Connor felt that up too, that it's important for him to make everybody feel included. And I think McDavid has the recognition. Look, he's he's already looks like a really good player. He has the potential to be an outstanding player. I don't want to get overboard, and we know this team still has a lot of work to do. But I, I, I think the good thing about McDavid is he has that awareness where he wants to lead by busting his butt, by being detailed in practice, by doing the little things. 
and he knows he doesn't win if even the fourth line winger who gets six minutes a night doesn't do those details as well. So I think McDavid knows if I'm if I'm showing that I'll do those things, the guys who maybe play a lesser role in the team are going to do them when I'm not on the ice, and then my team is going to be better. I think that's the attitude he has. I think that's important. A little more on that as we roll along. Phone lines are open, 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. It's Inside Sports on Chet. For breaking news and expert opinion, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Oh, a little Tom Petty coming back from break. Good stuff. Tanner Pearson from the LA Kings suspended the rest of the preseason and two regular season games for the headshot on Oilers defenseman Brandon Davidson Sunday night in Vernon. Davidson remains day-to-day. The Blue Jays' rotation for the American League Division Series, uh, well, it starts tomorrow, right, Matthew? I think when I interviewed Pat Tabler on Monday, I said it started Friday. I believe it's a 1.38 start tomorrow. I thought it was 2.30. Wasn't it 2.30? Let me make sure about this. I can just bring this up. It's in the afternoon. It should be done before the Oilers game. Well, then again, it could go 11 innings again. Yeah, 2.38 start here, Reed. All right. So Estrada, Hap, Sanchez, Stroman. That's the order. And then I guess they got options for Game 5 if it goes that far. By the way, the the uh, Toronto police have released a photo of the alleged beer thrower from last night. Uh, you know what? And I, and I made a joke on Twitter this morning. I wish someone would throw beer at me while I was working. I wouldn't complain about it like the Orioles. But in all seriousness, that was stupid. I mean, we had, we had the... Uh, Upset fans throwing jerseys on the ice on two or three occasions. Maybe it was more. I can't remember when the Oilers were doing really bad when Aikens was the coach. And I always said, you know what? I don't like that. I just, except for a hat trick, I don't like stuff being thrown on the field of play because there could be some danger involved. Clearly, that was dangerous to the player. And I mean, even if he would have hit the hit the guy or distracted him, he would have been called out for fan interference. And I know. You know, apparently there was some very inappropriate stuff being yelled at the Orioles players, so that's that's not not cool either. So, uh, yeah, they're looking for the alleged beer thrower. They're asking him to turn himself in. Uh, HSE texts in. That's a cool handle. And says... Oh, hang on, just refresh. There we go. Those comments on why McDavid was named captain is speaking volumes as to why Taylor Hall was traded... That is from HSE. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I've said this before. I, I, my Anything I've said about Taylor Hall before the trade, I'm going to say after the trade. He's a very good hockey player. Is he perfect? No. Did he do what he could for the Oilers? I think he did. The only thing I can say with the, the pertaining to Hall and the captaincy, and I'm going to borrow something that Rob Brown said on overtime open line last year, because if someone puts it better than I ever could, I don't mind giving him credit because there was the debate going on about captaincy. And Rob said if Taylor Hall was the obvious choice to be the Oilers' captain, he already would have been the captain. So it's not necessarily anything negative about Taylor Hall. Maybe he would have been the captain someday. Maybe he'll be the captain in New Jersey. I don't know. But for whatever reason, he wasn't the obvious choice. McDavid's the obvious choice. Uh... Sean says, I f- at first thought Connor was too young to be captain. However, he and his coach and teammates apparently think otherwise. 
He'll be great. Yakushev says the main reason for McDavid being made captain is a result of the ineptitude of the Oilers. He would not be made captain in his second year on the NHL on most other teams, regardless of his talent. Well, sure, Yakushev, but you're kind of making a, a circular argument there. Like, yeah, that's why he's on the I mean, okay, so the other young captains, Landeskog drafted high, Crosby drafted high by a bad team, uh, LeCavier drafted high by a bad team. Who am I missing? One of the other really young captains. Uh, Taves, right? Was you know, picked high by a bad team. So, yeah, fair. I mean, you could make you could make the same argument, Yakushev, about any of those other players I listed. If Vinny LeCavier hadn't been drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning, he wouldn't have been the captain so soon. But, yes, he was drafted so high by the Tampa Bay Lightning because he was a good player and they were a bad team. So, sure. I mean, I, I don't... I, Yakushev, unless you're joking, because usually you're very funny, but, I mean, obviously... Okay, if McDavid had somehow been drafted by the Pittsburgh Penguins, would he be the captain? No, but why would the Pittsburgh Penguins be picking first overall? Just uh, another clip here from uh, Todd McClellan about McDavid making the effort to include everyone. You know, I already see him, um, you know, on the road taking different groups of players out, making sure that it's not the same group all the time or, or clicks and that type of stuff. And, and really, our team's been pretty good that way. Uh, I've been impressed with the group in the past year of how they, uh, they interact together. And it's not small small groups, whether it's Europeans, Canadians, uh, old, young, whatever it might be. We don't have a lot of that going on. All right, more text as we move along. 780-496-0063. Kevin Carius from Global will join this conversation as well. And more on the McDavid captaincy on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. The NL wildcard game is scoreless in the top of the fourth. Six thirty Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on six thirty Chad.